Hello there and welcome to the INFJ Journey podcast. I am Ariane Kveldjax, an INFJ art writer, podcaster, storyteller and founder of the INFJjourney.com. No one is you and that is your power. This could be a pretty good way of getting the gist of the INFJ's life experience. Yet our journey is no walk in the park. It is one of unique challenges and hard to get rewards. One of deep solitude and constant battle to find a way, our way, to turn our unique gifts and our vision into reality. But you are not alone in this world. There are others just like you. On this podcast channel, we discuss all things INFJ. This is our place where we can be what we truly are, share our thoughts, our questions, our dreams, our insights, our epiphanies, our challenges, and our vision. This is our journey too, where you are seen, heard, and understood as well. There's never been a better time than now to share our stories with the rest of the world. So, go ahead and join us on a journey of discovery and endless imagination. INFJs don't always slam the door. More often, we close it without comment, nail it shut, and then break over the wall, damn wall. They say we are cold. We know we are just done. Kimberly Morgan. So, that's it. Today we are going to discuss the famous INFJ door slam. This is a subject matter that is not an easy one because it touches every one of us. And it's a, a question that is still unresolved among us INFJs. And this is not a subject matter that I'm going to treat lightly either because it's very close to home, obviously. As an INFJ, a mature one, I have done it many times over. and. It's not so much a question of, am I proud of what I've done by slamming, door slamming people? No, it's not that. It's, I hope basically, my dear fellow INFJs, that in this podcast episode number 11, I call INFJ door slam, the knife and the wound. I hope that by mentioning my own experience as an INFJ with not so many, but many enough door slimes uh, behind me that I'm going to be able to maybe hopefully help some of us, some of you to to have maybe a more uh, unconventional, so to speak, vision of the door slime, because obviously, as we are going to see it in this podcast episode, there is the the um, uh, the usual kind of uh, version of the door slam. Uh, in which we explain what it is and why we do it, basically. But it doesn't give us the keys to the house. And it let, it let us, uh, kind of unprepared, uh, to, to deal with that. Because obviously when we door slam someone, it's not just about us. It is also about us and the world. Because as we, going to see it in this podcast episode, no man is an island. And we can't, even if we are very independent people, we can't live alone. It's not healthy. 
So because we can't live alone, it's better to understand what the door slam is, how to properly apply it if it's absolutely needed. And once we have done that, maybe explore the alternative avenues uh, within that door slam, uh, um, uh, that door slamming people and see if there is something that could help us along the way to deal with it and maybe to get out of it. And that's it. Uh, You or me doesn't matter. We've just door slammed someone and that person kept hurting uh, ourselves and that person dismisses our deepest feelings and values at least it is the way we see it and it's something that you can't take anymore so basically what do you do at this point you you just apply the the the, the famous INFJ door slam but we are going to see in this podcast episode that there is a difference between the door slam and the ghosting and even if it may seem like a a distinguo, uh, meaning by that uh, a very slight difference of uh, intensity uh, in our way of shutting people out of our life. I think that there is something to be had and understood uh, by knowing the difference. We, uh, a bit uh, uh, more about that in a moment. And Basically, you think as an INAJ, okay, no more suffering, no more pain, no more useless arguments with that person, no more useless attempt to explain things to someone who either doesn't care about our feelings or doesn't understand how our mind is wired. Basically, the result is the same. And something inside your mind or mine uh, and your heart or mine just snapped and you can't you can't be civilized about it now uh once the door slam button is on there's no telling uh if it's ever going to be off again at some point in our life meanwhile our INFJ instinct is definitely kicking in and reaching the the survival mode and see because we're People who have been door slammed by INFJs, there are two kinds of people. Uh, either these people think that we were wrong uh, and we should blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. Or they understood uh, at some point why we they have been door slammed and they put the blame on us. Uh, because basically it's easier to put the blame on someone than, than doing some kind of self-introspection and see if we have faulted somewhere at some point. But very, very rarely these people who have been doslam by an INFJ explore the third avenue, which is, did I, did I truly understand how my INFJ, INFJ's mind was wired? And what I mean by that is if someone who hangs around, uh, who hangs out with a, a, a INFJ, truly tries to understand the way our mind is uniquely wired, then the door slam uh, thing has no way of, uh, of being, has no uh, reason for being. And this is something that rarely occurs. Why? Because uh, 
it's truth be told, it's exhausting to understand uh, an INFJ, even for INFJs themselves. So truth be told, trying to understand uh, how a an INFJ mind is wired, not only is it exhausting, but there's no guarantee that this person is going to get some results at some point because we are so secretive, so private, so convoluted uh, in our mind and so um, so subtle to a point that this subtlety can sometimes become uh, tricky and makes people believe things that are not and hence the door slam. And the door, what I want to explain today for those of you who are not familiar with, with the with the door slam uh what i want to 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 say about that is usually people uh INFJs included uh would try to to explain what the door slam is they usually start by saying um once we have done that uh once we have reached that point, is no longer about the other person, the one who hurt us. It's it becomes only about us, uh, the 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 hurt uh, INFG. But I think it's not true. Uh, it continues to be about us and the world, about us and the person who hurt us. It's a kind of invisible. Fred, who continues to be here and to 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 have us uh, on on on, a, on an invisible kind of leash, emotional leash, so to speak, and it's better to understand that very qu- quickly, very early on, because if we are not aware of what the door slam is, we might end up uh, being prisoners of our own door slam and you see my fellow INFG the the INFGs the door slam is is way more than a question of a bruised ego it's about protecting our INFG integrity both the physical one and the emotional one and it's not solely a question of trust being abused I think that the INFJ door slam is a matter of life purpose. And what I mean by that is I strongly believe that most people don't have a clue about what their life purpose is. And it's not a critic, it's just a reality. Uh, let's face it, if you if you survey a, a, a number of people... Uh, it can be a hundred, a thousand, it doesn't matter truly. And you ask them, what do you think your life purpose is? A large portion of, of these people uh, is going to be completely uh, clueless about their life purpose. It's not a, a question of intelligence, of, of, um, uh, of, a, of merit, so to speak. It's just a question that, that people usually don't really... Uh, ask themselves and if they are not that concerned about their life purpose they can be derived uh, derailed even from this life purpose and for us energy with such a strong sense of purpose of life purpose of mission when we do the door slam it's it's 
it's often a question of I won't have this or this person uh, derailed me, derive me, de- divert me uh, from my life purpose. Uh, for for instance, if I if I speak only of myself, I have been many times in my life uh, facing uh, the question whether or not I was going to do the door slam to someone, and basically I decided to do it because most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, I decided to carry on with the door slam. Why? Because I was intimately convinced that if I wasn't doing that at that point in my life, my life purpose was uh, going to be uh, jeopardized in some way uh, because I would accept something that I shouldn't. I would compromise with my uh, most cherished values and for me even if i was wrong with some uh, with my appreciate appreciation of my life purpose at that time because it can happen when we are especially when we are young we can be wrong about our life purpose of course but even though i might have been wrong sometime about my own life purpose i wasn't wrong about protecting it about protecting the idea of having one uh, for starter, and then protecting it itself, because if if not you, who's going to protect it? And it is our most uh, valuable. Um, uh, how should I put it? Our most valuable asset in our life. I think that basically the two most valuable assets uh, for an energy is intuition and. A strong sense, a strong idea, a strong appreciation, call it uh, what you want, but I call it a strong sense of life purpose. And both the intuition and the life purpose are here to help you, uh, to guide you and to to make you uh, able to not lose some time uh, doing things or saying things that are not going to help you reach that life purpose, uh, embody that life purpose. So whereas most INFJs, especially if, if we are mature enough, we know. And as I said, when we've reached that point, we feel that the door slamming uh, uh, thing is our only way out. It is the moment where we are the most, perhaps the most selfish of all, but also the most enlightened people of all, because we know we have some kind of quest or journey, or life purpose, very, very important for us. And there's no no way at all that someone is going to, to steal it from us by being in our life, whereas they shouldn't. And this is something that we're going to explore more, of course, today. But this episode is not solely about explaining to some of you who don't know enough what the door slam is among energy. It's also a kind of, um, I see that as a, a, a proposition 
I'm making to to all of you INFJs who are tuning in today and listening to what I have to say to you, because it's a dialogue. I don't have the answers to everything, of course not, but I have thought about, because I'm mature enough to have done it many times around in my life and mature enough to have thought about it. And maybe I have some um, valuable uh, insights to share with you about it and maybe my insight could ultimately help you to better deal with that kind of situation that leads to 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 the door slam of course this is the purpose of this podcast episode and i might suggest one or two keys at the end of, of this podcast episode that might definitely uh help some of us to to see things differently perhaps i don't know it, it just a uh, uh, a useful, I hope so, a conversation that I'm having with you guys and always in the hope that I might be um, at service uh, to you. And the basically the, the INFJ door slam is it's something that is enough known in our community, uh, INFJ community. But basically what it is, it, it, it's 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 the process that leads you to just shut the door close to someone because you have been pushed, 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 pushed over to, to the age. And at some point, you can't take it anymore. As I said in the beginning of this podcast, you, you can't, you can no longer be civilized about, about it. Maybe you're, you're going to, to yell at, at this person. You're going to be very, very brutal, very, very cold, and maybe even harsh or vulgar in some way. I don't know. Uh, it depends on who you are. It, 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 there's no, there's no judgment in it. But you're not going to be civilized about it, and you, you have basically before that, uh, you have tried and tried and tried to be open and to, to, to establish a kind of uh, reciprocal, reciprocal uh, respect uh, between that person and you, and it doesn't, it doesn't function. In, it, it, you, you're not getting any respect and you're not getting any uh, clear, uh, no trespassing, uh, no boundaries trespassing from this person. And at some point you just say enough is enough and you just bounce and you close the door. And if I, if I, if I take myself as an example of it, you're not saying even a goodbye to that person. There, there's no, there's no, um, there's no crisis. There's no, uh, there's no tears. There, there are no tears. There are no, uh, there's no argument. There's no nothing. You just slam the door shut and you, you disappear. And this is usually, this is forever. And that leads uh, to um, deep, um, strong, and very unsettling kind of negative emotions. And these emotions, usually you're the only one that are uh, that is suffering from, because usually the person who has just been door slammed either don't care about being door slammed or think that you are the one to be blamed. So usually... Those negative emotions that you might be experiencing uh, after the the door slam is um, is a one way uh, suffering, and it, it's too bad because once we have 
door slam someone, we shouldn't be the one who suffers. Uh, that's not to say that the person who have been who has been door slammed should suffer. It's just to say that we, as the door slammers, shouldn't be uh, suffering anymore because we just basically got rid of the person who try who hurt us o- o- over and over. But because we are very sensitive people and because oftentimes we also are empath. So we continue to suffer, but we suffer in a very different kind of way. And and we, we will see about that in, in a moment. And I, I told you just before that there is a, a slight difference between uh, the INFJ door slam and the INFJ ghosting. And I'm explaining that difference now. Basically, ghosting means that someone is uh, us as an INFJs. Uh, we we are just going to to disappear from someone else's life, and this this um, disappearance is going to be kind of soft because um, it's going to be just like snapping your fingers and you're done you disappear and there's no drama there's no argument there's no and there's no nothing there's no explanation there's no uh um there's no violence either physical or of verbal there's no nothing you upset uh, because of someone's attitude towards you or someone way of seeing things or way of behaving and uh just a, a a quick reminder that you can go somewhere not just because this person is rude or or selfish or or arrogant or anything negative with you or towards you, but you can go someone basically because you you just witness this someone's attitude towards someone else and you don't like that you disapprove of that and you think oh if this person is capable of being that rude that vulgar that selfish that harsh that everything towards someone either you care that someone else or you don't it doesn't matter but you just witness some kind of behavior you don't like and you are right in thinking that that kind of behavior could very well apply to you too. And you disapprove of that. So you're just ghosting that person. You disappear. And if that person is not aware of you uh, having ghosted uh, them, they might even try to, to reach us uh, and or you and, and call it and, and call you and and, and want, wants to see you because they're not aware they just be ghosted. And you may or may not be willing to continue to hang on with that person it's up to you, but usually the ghosting is milder, slightly milder, and more uh, less permanent than the INFJ door slam is. And especially when an INFJ is young, or let's say younger, uh, this INFJ is not always aware of his uh, or her own limitation. And usually a young or younger INFJ is not even aware of his. Uh, values because this person is kind of young and is still uh, searching uh, for his or her identity. So while you are in, in that process of knowing who you are, it's difficult to have clear boundaries. Uh, and if 
someone is trespassing those boundaries, maybe you're not aware of that because you're not aware of where your boundaries are. And it is, I would say that the ghosting occurs uh, more often within the younger INFJ population because of that. And whereas the door slam is more of a mature kind of gesture and may happen more often within the older INFJ population, so to speak. But it's not rigid like that way, but it's more uh, like a, a, a youthful uh, kind of attitude. And... It, the 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 INFJ uh, we we uh, as uh, as INFJs we we spend a, a lot of time uh, and and energy too trying to to make relationship work and oftentimes when those relationship fail for a reason uh, whatever the reason we tend to blame ourselves we tend to think oh this relationship did not. Uh, work out because I was too needy, too clingy, too, too, uh, uh, too obvious, too generous, too whatever. Or I wasn't enough, uh, blah, 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 or enough, blah, blah, blah. Therefore, this uh, relationship just fell. Basically, it was my fault and the other person is not to be blamed. And because we are, self, uh, uh, we are generous people, it's hard for us uh, to not to blame ourselves when, when, when failure occurs between two people or more than two people. And we also tend to be too uh, easy on on our own energy, uh, on our own boundaries, on our own um, um, resilience. Meaning by that, that we tend to be, to let people go on and go on and go on forever until we, we can't take it anymore. But it's, it's, it's also a question of maturity because once we are mature enough, we know more of our, uh, our own capacity for, for, uh, mental, spiritual, physical, uh, uh, resilience and rejuvenation. And we, we become more aware of what we can take and, and if we are willing to take that amount of negativity in our life. And if we are younger or if we are not aware enough of our life purpose, we reach that point, that rupture point very um, easily. Um, not because we, 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 we want to door slam people or ghost people quicker, but just people basically abuse our kindness and people basically uh, tend to take us as granted and because we are compassionate and we 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 want to please people and we want to have a harmony around us and we are a perfectionist so we always want to to better things and to to make things work and patch them up and 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 so on and so forth and so basically people take us for granted and abuse our kindness and abuse our our own resilience our own um um, our own uh, capacity for for BS, so to speak, and I I wanted to call this podcast episode the INFJ door slam the knife in the wound. It was a 
because of a movie, I'm sure uh, many of you uh, have seen it. It's it was a a new version of the history of uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Jekyll and, and Mr. Hyde, and this one was in 1996, and it was uh, it starred uh, John Markovich and uh, Julia Roberts in it. It was called Mary Riley, and. I saw that movie, uh, and although I knew that story by heart of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, of course, many of us uh, do. But because I like John Malkovich and I like uh, Julia Roberts uh, uh, very much, I wanted to see it, and I saw it, and I found the movie to be extremely uh, emotional, disturbing to a point that were that was way beyond the the history of transformation from a, a, a kind man to a, a evil creature. Uh, but the, the transformation, the metamorphosis, was more a spiritual one than it was a physical one, and I was I found myself to be deep moved uh, and transformed by, by that movie, especially one line that uh, Dr. Jekyll said to Mary Riley, because she was she was the maid uh, or the governor, I'm not sure, the maid, I think, of Dr. Jekyll in the movie. And he was attracted to her and why he was a doctor, but he couldn't um, he couldn't uh, even uh, try to 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 court her because he was a doctor and she was a maid and he was very shy and she was very uh, used to being treated like uh, <clears throat> you know what and uh, so their love story was doomed for for right off the bat and but they were still very attracted to one another and at one point in the movie Doctor Jekyll told Mary Riley, uh, I found, now I'm quoting, I found how to achieve what I always wanted to achieve, to be both the knife and the wound. And I think that this line is a very good way of looking at the INFJ door slam, hence the title of this podcast episode, because in this line, you have everything that is it's a, a very very um very uh visual very graphic even uh summary of what the INFJ Dorslam is all about because contrary to what you we may believe as INFJs once we have done a Dorslam to someone we continue to suffer we continue to care we continue to to be in some very painful way connected to the person who hurt us and this invisible thread is not going to go anywhere until and if we learn how to deal properly with the door slime because in the door slime there's both the knife and the wound there's the suffering and the the releasing part because you you think that oh now i'm i'm rid of this idiot that makes uh, made my life so miserable as an INFJ no more suffering i'm done hey hey and 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 you go about your 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 INFJ life but it's not it's not all uh, uh the truth it's not all the story and to us INFJs as very highly sensitive people basically when we door slam someone we also create some sort of prison 
uh, within our minds. And this is not something that we do on purpose. It's just something that happens whether we like it or not. And the, the, the self-protection, the silent treatment, the indifference, the, the people cutting off, uh, it, it may seem like a, a good uh, way of relieving your mind, your heart and your soul. Uh, but it's not, it's just temporary. It's not, it just, I'd say it's just the, the step number one in the process, in the door slamming process. And all this makes complete sense to, to our INFG being when we do it. Uh, and, but these are also the, the seeds of another kind of suffering that is going to continue to hurt us because every time we do something, uh, there is a there there is a ripple effect of everything we do. You know, my dear INFJs, in episode number ten when I spoke about the INFJ knighthood, and I talk about that in in us naturally INFJs, there is uh, there are seeds of greatness but there are also seeds of suffering that we plant even though we think that we are we are getting rid of the the the, the weeds by slamming door slamming someone but it's not true because because of the ripple effect because everything we do what comes around goes around and everything we do is going to continue to be in our life a bite maybe in another form, but always until we find the proper way to go beyond the door slam. And this silence treatment, this total, or so to speak, total indifference to whomever hurt us is a double-edged weapon, kind of double-edged, because it can backfire on us, even though we are not aware of it. And we INFGs, we, we tend to be stuck in, in the famous INFJ loop and make the door slam as a dead, as a dead end instead of a way of getting rid of toxic people. And what I mean by that is when we door slam someone, and believe me, I have door slam people in my life a couple of times. But when we do that, first there is relief. But then there are questions that come, uh, that pop up in our mind and in our heart again and again. And then there is the loop in which we got stuck. And then there are the rewriting the narrative of what happened between that person and ourselves. And then there are the, the, the invisible thread and the seeds of suffering that that are going to 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 grow silently and invisibly in our mind and in our hearts, and we never we are, we're never going to be rid of that because the, there is no no way out that kind of issue. There is no way out the door slam. Only there's there's only one way out of the door slam. Is I will explain later, but basically. The way out, my dear INFJs, I think it is the way out, is using the pain that goes with the door slam on both ways. The pain that you, you, you inflict on people by door slamming them and the pain that people inflicted on you by pushing you to, to that point. But basically that pain is, it's our, it's a sort of blessing in disguise. And what I mean by that is something that can help us grow. If we know 
how to use it because things are neutral in their very essence, but it's our way of dealing with them that is going to bring us either suffering or enlightening, either continue to be in a sort of invisible prison or getting out of it. And in an odd way, I'd say that door slamming people might prove far more damaging for ourselves than it actually is for the people who hurt us in the first place. Because as I said just a moment before, we rewrite, we want to rewrite things. You know, uh, most of INHs, we are haunted by perfection and by our desire, our need, deeply ingrained need for clarity and perfectionism and perfection. And because of that, when we have door slammed someone, it's it's a kind of stain in our uh, CV, so to speak, and in our resume, if you prefer. And this this kind of stain, the only way we, we think it's going to, to go away is by rewriting our our part of the story where we got involved with someone we shouldn't have been involved with to start with. And we want to rewrite the story and, and wipe the, the, the slate uh, clean and kind of rewrite the story and basically telling our mind, how on earth was I so stupid to to hang around that with that person in the first place? So everything that that happened after that meeting with that person, I'm going to erase it from my life and I'm going to forget it and I'm going to to do as if it never existed. But maybe we can, I know I did, but maybe we can believe in that sort of illusion. But it's only an illusion because that happened. That relationship that went bad happened and there's no point in pretending that it didn't, even though it might be easier on our mind, on our ego, on our heart, on our on our everything, but it happened. And I posit that it's better to face it, deal with it, and take everything that is helpful from it to grow on. And it's it's exhausting. And ultimately fruitless uh, to to door slam people, and it's exhausting and fruitless too to to rewrite our life narrative every time something went went wrong. And believe me, in in a nine FG life, there are many many occasions when things are going to get wrong, and nasty even. And if we try to rewrite our story, our life story, every time something goes wrong, then we are basically spending our lifetime writing our life narrative instead of living it fully in the moment. And it's exhausting and our energy should be focused on trying to find reasons to grow, on trying to find beauty in the lesson that we have been taught instead of blaming ourselves for being stupid, for being naive or for being weak or whatever, because we are either of those things. And... Uh, just bear with me a second. 
In some cases, we know that in some cases, this door uh, slam uh, is is not only an emotional kind of door slam, it also can be a physical one in the way that there are some some occurrences where the door slam should absolutely remain uh, a door slam forever. And what I mean by that is if the relationship was abusive to a point that you got physically hurt, hurt of course, door slam forever. And if the person who hurt you was extremely... Um, um, how should I put it? Uh, distressing for you. Of course, the door, the door slam should be real and forever. And if the person abused both your kindness, your 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 trust, uh, and cheated you and uh, took advantage of you of course the door slam should be should be definitely and and there is a, a dimension of 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 danger because in some cases we as an energy we are so abused by people that we ended up in being in a physical or spiritual danger and in those instances, of course, not only should you door slam these people, but you should, you should run from uh, away from these people. And this dimension of uh, of danger is not to be trifled with, of course. But what I'm only saying is that we should uh, we should be able to uh, to tell the difference between absolute danger, absolute emergency, and just a matter of someone who deserve no longer to be in our life. And of course, the door can be open again sometimes because basically we are just humans and sometimes we need to, for some reasons, whatever the reasons, we need to have someone's uh, affection or love. And even if there has been a, a door slam between you and this person, maybe at some point you, you find out that you are willing to forgive, not forget, but forgive and give another chance to this person and to be in your life again. And especially if this person is, uh, is very, uh, show, uh, regret and remorse and uh, ask for your forgiveness or you, you might you might feel like you you're 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 going to give that person uh, another chance, and, and it's up to you. For me, for for instance, uh, I told you I I already door slam people, of course, uh, and I wasn't always at ease with that because in some instances I door slam people who were very close to me, even in family. But I, I thought for the longest time that I won't forgive those persons unless they ask for my forgiveness. And in that instance, I was deeply wrong. Not because I I hope for for some kind of, of uh, repentance, of true remorse, and for that person who hurt me to ask for my forgiveness. But I was wrong to keep a sort of invisible link between that person and me. A link that we can call the forgiveness expectation because it, it never 
it's never going to happen. Why? Because people are very forgetting about their own failure and they are always assuming things. So for us, it's better to carry on with with our life. And if we want or need to to forgive someone and have that person back to our life, it shouldn't be on a forgiveness basis because basically forgiveness is an illusion. It's the illusion that your ego is... is uh, feeding on because we need that we need we need the the illusion in a way that people should apologize for their behavior but they don't they don't really what what i mean is that none of us is able to to foresee how we are going to behave in our life. And at some point, we may be very disappointing to people. We may, we even perhaps end up deserving to be door slam uh, as an INFJs uh, and... Because we are not perfect, there's no point in expecting someone to ask for forgiveness. It may happen that a person is truly remorseful and ask for our forgiveness, but better not to to expect it, better not to hope for it, because usually it, it never or very seldom happens. And it's a way of keeping that invisible connection with a person which is very unhealthy. Uh, I found out uh, very painfully in my life that expecting forgiveness and expecting to have a person back in my life after a door slam on the basis of my forgiveness to that person is unhealthy because people are not going to walk on, on eggshells all their life with us and because... A relationship that is based on pride, on conditions, on my ego being more important than your ego is a relationship that is going to fail. And I found out that the older I get, the more realistic I became about that question of door slamming people, of expecting our pride to be fed properly by a proper uh, forgiveness uh, and uh, a proper uh, repentant behavior towards us. It's, it's basically BS because people are not like that and because we are not like that either. And it's very damaging uh, for us uh, to, to, to stay in that kind of mental and spiritual loop. Uh, the loop that is uh, that makes us believing that at some point things are going to go exactly the way we want, because it never does. And our mind, because our INFJ mind is a network of connected and meaningful dots. Each of these dots are precious to us, and by dots I mean relationships, stories, events, 
emotions, thoughts, ideas, reactions, and, and so forth, and, and, and so on and so forth. We, we are INFJs. We have a mind that is always expanding, and the horizon is always receding, and there is no end to it. So go, looking back at what happened wrong one, at one point in our life and expecting to rewrite properly that story and having the proper forgiveness and the proper closure and so on and so forth. It's basically looking back and we are very bad with back, with the back, with the past. We are future oriented people and we are, as I said, uh, our spiritual and mental horizon is always fed by those limitless, endless um, connected dots and our INFJ mental and spiritual horizon is always receding because of that richness of, of our mind. And it's more, way more fruitful for us to be looking, to be living in the moment and looking to the future instead of spending time trying to rewrite uh, our narrative and trying to, to, to correct other people's mistakes or our perception of other people's mistake. And it's not to mention that it is absolutely pointless and exhausting to us. And those pathways I talked about before, those connected dots, they are part of our treasure trove as INHs because let's face it, we have a mind that is not only connected to everything and everyone all the time, but it is our treasure trove in a way that all these minuscule events, stories, emotion, thoughts, ideas, they are they they are all feeding our uh, our spiritual uh, um, treasure trove, our emotional treasure trove, and if we sever links based on a a pride perception, then we are basically damaging those pathways. And what I'm saying is I posit that it's better to go on with damaged pathways, with damaged connection, with damaged connected dots, with damaged stories, with damaged narrative, with damaged pride. It's it's more fruitful to continue with those damaged things and trying to find a way to, to make them beautiful than looking back at those things and, and try to pretend those are not damaged or if they are damaged, it wasn't me or I should wait for something that is going to correct uh, the past before I allow myself to carry on with my present and with my future. And for the longest time, uh, I... I have door slime people and it was, how should I put it? It was also because I truly believe uh, at that point in my life that human relationships were kind of linear instead of being uh, back and forth, back and forth and divert ways and so on and so forth. I, I, I thought that there was no place, no room in my life for any kind of bargain. I was pride that way and I was stupid that way because I, I, well, I, I was an INFJ back then too and I, and I was very much in the uh, all or nothing kind of uh, mindset and and of course, it's pri- it was pride talking. And it was something that 
made my life miserable because I always was on, on survival mode. Basically, each time I door slam someone, I thought, oh, was I right or was I right? And I was so satisfied with myself because I door slam someone and I no longer allow that person to hurt me. Of course, I was on the survival mode and I was basically protecting myself from toxic people. But being on a survival mode is very different than being on a living mode. Don't you think? And I want to live. I want to create beauty in my life. I want to be able to share things with you because you are like me and I am like you. And we are sharing so many common things. And I, I think that if I grow from being a very bright and naive INAJ, then if I grow properly, uh, I might be able to, to become what I always wanted to be. And I, and I might even become uh, useful to other INFJs. And this is something that I, I truly want. I want to be useful. And who is useful when you how can how can one be useful when you are not living fully when you are only reacting to things instead of living those things and when we don't slam someone we might think that it's that it's okay we 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 got it. We succeeded uh, in, in, in getting rid of someone toxic. But it's some kind of temporary surgical procedure. It's not the, 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 the everlasting kind of solution uh, to our problem. And I guess what, what I'm saying is that it's, it might seem like a kind of a, a belated wisdom uh, that I'm sharing with you, uh, but in a way that I, I learned and understood those things now instead of having learned and understood those things earlier in my life. But hey, I, I'm just me. So like I said before, I, um, I, I don't have all the answers far, very far from it. And I think that it's a balancing act between protecting oneself and accepting people's imperfection, starting with our own, because basically no one, absolutely no one is perfect. And who's to say, I'm not going to hurt someone? Someone at some point in my life, who's to say I'm not? I'm not going to be uh, a, a you know what with someone at some point in my life. And for me, it took me a while to realize that each time I door slam someone, even though I thought I was well founded in doing it, I was also harming myself. And it was like I was I was talking to myself and pretending that I, I was perfect and. It's it's silly because I'm not, and there's no point in trying to reboot ourselves every time we got disappointed in in someone because we also disappoint other people, and it's our relationships are so complex and painful and full of full of assumptions, full of silly expectations, and full of ignorance of our true nature and of someone else's nature and. Everything basically, maybe not just a mess, but far from being a, a walk in the park. And I think that we INFJs, especially if the mature INFJs, we, we at some point we should be able to, 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 to make the difference, to see the, where's the difference between protecting ourselves and growing as individuals. And, and more 
then simply being the knife, meaning by the, uh, the one who does the, the door slab, or being the wound, the one who suffers from it, or both, we should be mature enough to, to find a new way, a new kind of, uh, of breaking out of that prison of the door slab, the prison. And we should be able to, to go beyond pain, beyond disappointment, beyond our own illusion, beyond our pride, beyond our anger, beyond our anger, and etc. And it's, again, it's a very uh, subtle and balancing act. And of course, it may take us our entire life. We don't know. I don't know. And I suppose that you don't either. And let's face it. We, we, we are learning by doing always. There's no, there's no life that can be lived through books and through theory. We have to, to dive into the, the, the ocean and take the leap of faith and do things and learn by doing and be disappointed and disappoint and so on and so forth. And because we, as INFJ, we are particularly exposed to earth because of our compassionate and selfless nature we are to be we have to be more careful of course but it doesn't say that we have to be more radical and what i'm suggesting today is instead of talking about the infj door slam which he, i i agree is something very important for us infjs but maybe we should try to to find another way of looking at it and as this podcast episode key takeaways for you guys these are only suggestions of course but it it takes an immense amount of strength to door slam someone without being hurt in the process and it's better to to remind us that no man is an island and even as INFJs we need people around us to grow and to be okay with our own life even if there are very few people but still we need those people and door slamming those who have hurt us bad is just a quick fix so to speak it's not a long-lasting kind of solution to our problem and I posit that we should Perhaps we should ask ourselves this simple question. Am I strong and mature enough to take my pain, my sorrow with me and use it to grow? Not despite, but because or thanks to it. And perhaps later on to heal someone because of that pain, because of everything that may have led us to door slamming someone. And I found a very beautiful quote by Persian poet Rumi, whom I like very much. And he said, the wound is the place where the light enters you. And I think it basically wraps things up and say what I wanted to say. And again, folks, I'm just an INFJ among other INFJs. I don't pretend that I have all the questions. I don't pretend that I am better than other people. I don't. I am fully aware of my limitations, of my mistakes and of my shortcomings. But again, if I can be helpful to some of you, then mission accomplished. And that's it for today, folks. 
So uh, before I leave you, uh, I just wanted to say that if you like this podcast episode, of course, you can uh, leave a comment on my website at com or leave a, 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 a note and a review, hopefully five out of five on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to my podcast channel because if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it's going to help me tremendously. And for those of you who wish to support my work further, especially my new project called The Weather Outside, go to my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash INFJ journey and make sure to download your free INFJ journey guide and INFJ action plan for 2021 and the links are in the show notes as usual and next week uh, podcast episode number 12 will be about something that is very dear to me and it the, the name the title of the pod, next podcast episode will be deep into the green light i'm not saying more uh, we will uh, i will talk to you again next week and i will share with you one of my most precious treasure trove green light. So until next week, as usual, take good care, very good care of your INHJ self and bye for now.